terrible noise. Right. Oh, yeah. Punching your kid in the face. Right. That's great. Child Is that good abuse. for the opening? Good. Have we Thank you. Open? Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. Talking about child abuse on this podcast. Enjoy, everyone. That's how we got defunded. Canceled. Yay, we did it earlier. So, okay, we can go home now. Right. Well, we're not going to make any money off of this episode. That's a wrap. <laughs> okay. Uh, do we have news before we get into the meat of this? I can't remember. Yeah, there's a book news. coming out on Thursday or something. <laughs> Tuesday. Tuesday. Tuesday, right? Jeez, yeah. I can't wait till Thursday. If you don't get it till Thursday, I feel bad for you, son. So. Um, Doesn't bother where, me. Where the... Uh, the extra chapter was that in the last two weeks? I think it was last this, week. So yeah, I guess it wasn't this week, but yeah, we got chapter three now. Yeah, it came out when we were doing the other podcast that nobody watches. Right. <laughs> we have one person who watches. He's joined us this week. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't count. Right. So there was a chapter. I don't know. Yeah, it, it chapter three more, when more he oh, yeah. shows us the well, spoil did say the spoiler thing because people will complain because Mac. Yeah. Spoiler, spoiler, okay. spoiler. We're, we're going to spoil going. shit I, and we're going to curse and fuck. So, <laughs> including the Battlegrounds not. chapters that have been released, because if you're going to release spoiler chapters, this is what you get. Right. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So, spoilers for the first three chapters and, you know, still speculation, but he he takes Murphy to McAnally's and basically is there to tell Mac to, to button up and takes the placard. Uh, which he believes, he's still educated guessing, but he believes it will ward the area, so it'll maintain Mac's neutrality so that even if Chicago gets nuked somehow, you know, Mac and Allie's is still going to be there. This and is then, a placard that he took from Hades' vault, which is right. related to the crucifixion. Yeah, that, which that says, says, you know, here that, is Jesus, King of the Jews, or something along those lines, so. In whatever ancient language. <laughs> But yeah, Mac Roman. recognized it. Like he looked at it, he's like, "Oh, I know what that is. How dare you give that to me?" Right. That's what happened? You're yeah. an angel. Right. So yeah, he he did that, and then um, Dresden was like, "Okay, let's quit fucking around," and was going to use his sight on Mac, and then Mac did the same thing that the angel did in Ghost Story, which was, "Don't, nope. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, you don't want to do that. So. You will hurt yourself." <laughs> right. You thought the Negloshi was bad, you know, so. So everybody, not everybody, most sane people are on board with, you know, Mac being a Grigori, which is a Watcher Angel. Um, I feel like there's still like a 5% wiggle room there, you know, but I think it's pretty well settled at this point. Um, hmm. And then he left Murphy there because Murphy's slowing him down, but this is still a way for her to help. You know, mm -hmm. even though he's kind of leaving her behind. He was very uh, cold about it. Not like he doesn't care, but it's very pointed. Of, you are yeah. too slow. We're not having this argument, so. Yeah. So as damaged as she is and all the things that we were afraid of her doing stupid things, she's not, not on her own decisions and not on Harry's decision doing the actual stupid things yet. They're being yeah, very it's like reasonable so about far. it. Oh, they'll yeah. come. Come on. Yeah. They're, somehow we're going to have the epic fight in McAnally's parking lot, and she's going to come outside with McAnally's shotgun and be like, get away from him, you bitch. And so we get the aliens reference, and then, you know, it, and then she's going to start blasting the Titan in bronze armor with a fucking shotgun. And it's just like, what do you hope to accomplish here other than getting squished? To distract her long enough so that Butters can get a sneak step from behind. <laughs> 
Because he can cut through the bronze armor because he has a right saber. And then I put the book down and I don't finish it. <laughs> you have a good cry for a week. <laughs> no, okay. there's no crying. I will have a drink, though. That I will be. A and drink? The crying. A singular yeah. drink? It depends on the quality of the drink. He'll he has a vodka drink and he has a whiskey drink. I don't like vodka. So. Whiskey, whiskey is good. Mm. Okay, so you start with whiskey and then the vodka. Then I go to progressively better whiskey. <laughs> What's the best whiskey? Uh, I don't know. I mean, oh, a good okay. a good stand, you know, buy is always like Black Label. It's always a solid, no matter what you're doing. But <laughs> uh, I like Highland Park, Talisker, Lagavin. These yeah, are, these are all. What, good. The, what is wrong with you? Why would you like that? <laughs> uh, My palate is not as discerning as yours, apparently. <laughs> it tastes like burnt tire. Gross. Ed, I don't. <laughs> I don't think whiskey? either of these are uh, super expensive, but I do like uh, Woodford Reserve and Woodenville Bourbon. If you guys have tried either of those, Woodenville Bourbon might be local to Washington, but Woodford yeah. Reserve. Wood, Woodford's decent. Chapter twenty six of Peace Talks. <laughs> are you <laughs> sure? <laughs> yes, we are at chapter 26 of Peace Ox, and they are uh, shimming into the basement of the castle to go rescue Thomas. Laura has already gone down, and Harry is about to get stuck in the Spider-Man pose. Yes, he's doing Spider-Man. Yeah, he uh, is not wearing all that much, and so he's already scraping on the side, and that's not comfortable. And he starts singing the Spider-Man theme song. Yeah. because He's, he's trying to relax. Away. Have a few laughs. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> he's trying to relax, but if he relaxes too much, he'll fall straight down. But if he doesn't relax, he can't move. Uh, very hard meditation. Yeah, falling down wouldn't have been so bad. He would have landed on his head, and it's not like he uses that. So. Right? Well, it's... not only does he not, but it's not like he hasn't gotten that thing hit so many times anyway. By this point, right? what, what more damage are you actually going to do? You might actually not get some sense into him. I, I I was really surprised he didn't come up with some sort of like shield like he did in the uh, the white court caves. He did that, that like in lowered Stormfront actually, like when they oh, were yeah. in the elevator with the scorpion. He could yeah. He's referring to the deeps though, where they blew yeah. up and then he he wrote it out on the bouncy ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, I mean, he, yeah, Pokemon. he's done that. He should have been able to remember that as being an option. Yeah, should have. But, Instead, he, he was like, man, it'd be super bad if I started imagining giant spiders attacking me right now, which is exactly what happened. Yeah. <laughs> and then sneeze. Yeah. Right. Uh, and as he comes out of the laundry shaft, he sees Lara doing her whole white court thing to the one guard, the only one guard there. Right. Yeah. And he's that guard is completely a oblivious to anything else that's happening because the only thing that matters is Laura Wraith now. Yeah. And the uh, come hither is so strong it sounds like Harry doesn't remember the fact that he just conjured giant spiders because that's distracting, not very helpful. Mm -hmm. And these spiders are the size of basketballs, five or six (laughs) of them. I love the I love the part where he like it's like Glad I shouted in a very manly fashion. And then he says, imagine you look down the length of your underwear only clad body and saw giant Alaskan crabs charging up at pincers waving. You'd have shouted in a manly fashion as well <laughs> to prepare yourself for battle. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> Not the first time. <laughs> Won't be the last. Yeah. Not every battle cry can be, I don't believe in fairies. Right. So. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. So he does get bitten a few times and the venom does affect him. But then later when they disappear, it, ectoplasm's just running around in his bloodstream, whatever the hell that's going to do. I yeah. mean, for like a minute, right? Because like the whole point is ectoplasm even sublimates. So yeah, but the, that is a weird thought. Like, yeah. Mm. I mean, if we wanted to get strictly speaking, he probably would have had a heart attack and die, right? Because if the yeah. poison turns into ectoplasm and it interrupts the bloodstream, Mm, yeah, he could have had embolisms that. everywhere. <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah. nice fine. He's got plot armor. Right. <laughs> That's the winter mantle for you. Yeah, it it would be cool if Jim did something where it affected him in some way before it like uh, destabilized or before it like vanished or whatever. Right. Poisoned him in some way. I mean, it it just. The plot is the right word. It wasn't the plot, yeah. you know. Yeah, like, right. It, it's in in real life or in your high lethality D and D game, it's just fine. But Harry yeah. Dresden is not going to die to a fucking ectoplasm embolism, right? So. <laughs> and and plus, I'm I'm sure that's happened so many other times where somebody's had like an open wound or something, and ectoplasm has gotten on it. Like that's had to have happened a million times in the yeah. past, right? If it's an open history. wound, it's unlikely to be absorbed. But I mean. It, just thinking about like it's the knife made out of ice and then that evaporates thing if you summon ectoplasm in someone's brain they die and then they have no evidence of it afterwards yes mm. now you're thinking like an evil wizard yeah <laughs> yeah and that's why exploding hearts from a mile away is the stupid way to do it exactly because first of all there's loads of evidence second of all they only magic could have done that you know mm. as opposed to just doing the the cow thing like no country for old men like any mm -hmm. self-respecting wizard is going to just do that. Use ice bullets or whatever, you know? So, Yeah, that's yeah. why he was... A, We're not going to talk about this and the fact that you could probably summon a bathtub full of lye or acid, too. So we're not having that talk, all right? <laughs> all you have to do now, apparently, is sneeze and think about it. And do it. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be really handy to have a bathtub full of lye, aren't you? Yeah, so. like... I wish I had a bucket. And then Ebenezer is the one who has the brains to actually reinforce it so it stays. Right. Because yeah. Harry was just going to let it disappear when he right. was just saying he needed a damn bucket. Right. Well, it's the shock of the moment. If you sneezed out a bucket, you wouldn't be thinking right either. So. But he knew that it was going to happen. He was it was like the he third should time. have, but he's an idiot. He is an idiot. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Continuing on, the uh, Einherjar is trying to pop Lara's head off by squeezing her neck so hard. And she instead sticks her hands down his pants so that yeah. he, yeah, sex. Joke's on you, I'm into that, so. <laughs> Pretty much. All right, and then he's uh, completely oblivious again and being eaten. Harry tries to skirt around that. Right. But now Lara gets to ask, what the hell was that and why were there spiders? And she says, then, aren't you too old for chondritis? How does she know it that Harry doesn't? Right, right. Ugh. Well, when you're everyone knows old. about Starborn, and you know, mm -hmm. it's not time for it to be relevant to him yet. I don't know the name of the trope, but this is definitely a trope. You know, oh, sure. Everybody knows except for Harry Dresden trope. So, mm -hmm. yeah. 
Right. Uh, Harry tells Lara not to kill the guard because they need to not draw more, <laughs> you know, bad right. faith with all, I only everyone have else. So many diamonds. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but uh, Lara is basically just trying to heal from the head popping squeezing, and Harry does go over to the basically where the basement was or his lab to find that that is the only place where they put Thomas. Right. They don't have cells. They don't have a real cell. Why not? What's wrong with this one? It's perfect. I, I think it has the, a magic circle in it, even. <laughs> like, but yeah. they didn't yeah. use it. At, mm. Well, you wouldn't really need to use it on Thomas. Yeah, he's he's mostly mortal. But you know, if you captured a uh, high she, something well, like that. Here, here's the thing, though. It it begs the question, like, why did Marcone keep the trap door there like it's like he describes it like it's exactly like it was except it's got like a bar on it now uh -huh. and I think that I don't know I don't know like what relevance this would have to like the whole plan or anything but Marcone I think Marcone knew that Harry was gonna come get Thomas and so he specifically put him down there so that he would like, I don't know, see this trap door and like it would just be way, a way of Marcone like messing with Harry, you know, like I I have your house, I still have your trap door. Like we see the <laughs> we see the way that it like affects Harry, like it's my door. Like right. I I would imagine that Marcone knew that it would have that reaction. Well, yeah, I maybe it it seems it seems way too complicated, like Rube Goldberg sure. complicated almost. Like yeah. Marcone is taking a castle and putting it on top of Harry Dresden's house. Was he supposed to have the thing dug up and removed so that he could put in a proper dungeon? Or does he take advantage sure. of the fact that there's already a sub basement with a circle in it? I, I think that's all yeah. it is. Like yeah. you know, and it it's not it's not going to be money because trust me, moving that castle brick by brick from wherever it was, was not fucking cheap, you know? So it, I just think it's, I, th I think it's more like, like that makes total sense, but I think it's more like the door, like the actual, that was the thing that caught me by surprise when I read this for the that first it's the time. Same like door. The same it's my door. door. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah, that's fair. It would, it would be like him having, like on the front door to the castle, it would be like him having Harry's front door to his apartment. Like it would just be like, I don't know, it's kind of like a little fuck you, you know what I mean? Right. I, I kind know. of feel, yeah, I kind of feel like it's overthought. Like I feel like sure. Jim probably just slipped it in there so that he could have, you know, Harry have another pausing moment to reflect on this used to be his house, you know. And but... homelessness and everything is taken away from me. Yeah, it could be that. Since yeah. that's kind of like a sub theme of this book. You know, families are complicated and I don't have a home anymore. Boo. <laughs> I'm a fucking like high level wizard, bro. Everywhere is home. I want that to be my home. It's my home now because I'm you a high level wizard. You should have just wizard. moved in with Murphy. Right. Well, I mean, there's that too, but yeah. That's, that's She has a threshold. Week. She has a very nice threshold. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, yes, he has the existential thing of that's my door and it's not mine anymore. And then he opens it up and he finds Thomas and there is no ladder. So he has to jump down and uh, he tries to get Thomas's attention. And Thomas just mostly blinks at him, doesn't say much. 
Of course he does. He says, Justin's right behind you. <laughs> Janasqua. Yeah, right. Nice. Yeah. So Thomas is basically emaciated because all of his wounds had healed, but eaten him instead in order to heal. Right. So he doesn't have the fucked up teeth or all of the wounds and his foot's back together, but uh, he looks like he's starving, which he is. And now he's crazy. Right. Again. And now Harry can't touch him because Harry is now in, uh, enchanted with Murphy's love. And so if he touches Thomas, then he's got to burn him. Right. Oh. I didn't catch that. But yeah, yeah. I mean, so Harry, Harry thought ahead. He did bring like blankets and stuff. So I mean, even if he wasn't enchanted in, in risk of burning Thomas, Thomas could try to eat him, mm -hmm. which he doesn't want either. But yeah. Because that would be bad. Mm hmm. Oh, it's a wood. Okay, uh, I think he does like a fireman's carry and tries to jump out of the sub basement and it doesn't really work. And so Laura has to come to the help after he decides I should make a cloak of levitation. Dr. Strange would never have this problem. <laughs> I'm sure you enjoyed the reference. You should do a lot of things Dr. Strange does, but he doesn't. <laughs> like use his brain. Like use <laughs> magic that can alter realities. He accuses Lara of literally fucking around on the job. That's a good pun. I mean, her job is fucking, and it's fucking good, or something. Yeah. Uh, Lara explains all of the trauma that Thomas is going through and what is happening, and what he's basically in a death spiral of the hunger about to kill him if he doesn't feed on something. Um, and they start shimmying out after they decide that they can't do anything. See, oh, she did do the a smart thing of finding bourbon in the guy's drawer for the Einherjard guard and dribbled it all over him. So he has the excuse of he passed out drinking on the job instead of being attacked by a sex vampire. Yeah, that one seems well, worse to me. Yeah, <laughs> at least in no, yeah, employment. Sure. But it's their cover, not his. Oh well, yeah, so, it's so that he doesn't admit to anything that happens. Well, not to mention that, you know, it's all it's also been established that during the link they can alter their memory, you know. So mm -hmm. she probably took the memory of the last five minutes or whatever away from him. So now he's gonna have this gap and be like, Why are you passed out at your desk? And, you know, instead of going down the list of like, oh, there's probably about five people we know that could do that, it's just, oh, I drank too much and then he'll be the only Einher Yarn for the next thousand years that's like, remember Hans can't hold his liquor? Ha <laughs> ha You know, so. That's... He's German now? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. What's a, what's a good, strong Scandinavian name that's not Hans? I don't know. Ask the Swedish guy. Right. Well, you're yeah, the one that's criticizing, Jorgen. so if you don't have a solution... You can call him Hans. It's just You also gave him a German accent. You just like went full on. Oh my goodness. Because we're carrying over the Die Hard reference, okay? The references no. are important. Have you not realized this yet? Right. We have podcasts all about references. <laughs> yeah, we've got an entire other show about all of our references. That's funny. Okay. Uh, they get back out of the laundry shaft and Freitas complaining, like, hurry up, I only made the illusion at Quickie and I still don't like her. <laughs> annoying man she's great she's great 
She's a nothing burger to me. Okay. Now we go to the really stupid part, right? Where they just go upstairs and be like, "Yeah, they're uh, they have (laughs) can't see me." Right. uh, uh, Hung between the two of them, and I think Freitas is in front of them, uh, trying to keep the illusion going. And this is when they're doing the callback to Malcolm of how illusions work, and they make the distinction. Mm -hmm. Yeah, make a distraction, misdirection, and then he has this twenty-five minute. Oh God, I hope Carlos forgives me because i'm about to like give him a magical wedgie like fuck off dude seriously and so everybody is like what the fuck is up with your wizard like your cloak of billowing is acting up you know and they're like that is the funniest weirdest fucking thing i've seen all day except for freaking Faravax and uh odin oh my god don or vaterung in this case because that's important but they're still staring at each other but you know, freaking um, Fairfax looks directly at them and, you know, he's got the color because we're still using the same invisibility potion thing. Which is one from... of the best potions he's ever used. I am so happy it came back from full moon. <laughs> it's it's so dumb. But in anyway, yes, it's the full it's the full moon potion. So he's not actually like invisible or anything. He's just, you know unobtrusive. It's the thing it's like the same thing from Doctor Who. I can't remember the name of it, but it's like, you know, it it's a field where it's like out of the corner of your eye, you would never notice it until you like go to look at it. So anyway, it's a big deal with uh, Matt Smith's big beginnings in Karen Gillan's character. Uh, but in any case, yeah. So like Fairfax looks right at him and he gets this big smile and he's like, ha ha ha. And then he sees Batarung looking at him with a knowing look. Well, and then he just doesn't. Yeah, and it's so like, I think Batarung stood up a little. I'm going to find he it. He taps Batarung... his staff three times. And he's yeah. like, he, like no, no, he knocked no. on the on the, the they focused the table. on me. <laughs> right. We're having a staring contest. We're not done. Yeah, so it, yeah. it begs the question that what does Vatarung have on Faravax that right. this is a thing? But Respect. also, like, again, this is one of those things where it's like, as a high-level caster in a world full of monsters, every one of these motherfuckers has some form of enhanced senses or true sight or something. You know, yeah. like if this had been a and d game, there's no way this would have worked. And mm-hmm. so it's it's like so flimsy that I'm expecting the entire scene. They're going to get caught at a moment's notice. You're telling me Marcone doesn't have cameras throughout his entire fucking castle, yeah. you know, or, or anything. And it's like, okay, maybe because, you know, magic and he expects they're going to get hexed anyway or something like that. But like, so, yeah, never... room, you know, especially in that room with everyone, there's no way technology is staying up, right? Well, only wizards only wizards have that effect, though. That's why Molly There's can use a cell phone. Yeah, okay. But they're also not just th- throwing around magic. So it, it's a plot device, right? But I don't know. So in any case, there are half a dozen ways I could think of this going bad for Harry. And then it almost does. And then Vatarung fucking saves him. And then they just get away with it. So <laughs> Yeah. I just... Uh... I mean, it always seemed. I think Mab got caught by the misdirection of the cloak of billowing. Um, I don't think. I don't think Mab was fooled for a minute. But yeah, no, she, Mab, well, she like, already yeah, knew she was something was up because Harry was like, "Hey, I'm I may doing some shenanigans." Right? Yeah, but I mean, she, so she knew something was up, but she didn't see him. She was still monochrome in this. Like, so only Faravax and Vaterung actually saw them in full color. Right. Uh, but like. Why is Vaterung helping so much? What does he have on Faravax? And when is Vaterung going to call in all of his fucking favors on Harry? 
respect, man. He's just got his respect. He well, the problem is he's not accruing favors with Harry, and I think that's part of what's interesting is because, for example, like times where, so what is it? Cold days, right? When he's like, mm-hmm. well, how how much does advice normally cost? Well, a nickel and a favor. Yeah. Well, okay. That I mean, in that case, he might also get the favor. But like, you know, there are a lot of places where he very much should be owing Vateron. Oh yeah. But I mean, but he's if not. that guy, if Vateron or... ever comes uh, to get all of his favors with a full accounting, I mean, just in peace talks, he had Freitas give uh, Harry more information about Mavra coming back, and obviously, like some amount of Freitas helping him out now and right. uh, saving them as Fairfax was about to raise the alarm. He just is keeps accruing. Didn't he do the help. same thing in changes? Like even telling him Chichen Itza, right? Because he, he went said he there gave that one he... freely. Yes, but that's won. what I'm saying. He went, yeah. Harry went there to bargain and knowing that this was going to cost and he would pay literally any cost. Mm-hmm. And then Vatarung just tells him. And it's so forward and open that Harry is shocked by it because, you know, so like that's what I'm saying is like even from the very first interaction, he's always given way too freely with, with Harry. And, you know, half the time he talks to him as Santa Claus anyway, and the whole point of Santa Claus is giving shit, yep. you know? So, yes, those, those questions are still valid. We don't know why Vateron, you know, or what he gets out of it, you know, for giving Harry all of the shit other than Vateron is the best good guy we've seen. You mm-hmm. know, if there's anybody who acts mostly entirely altruistically or, or selflessly, it's Vateron. Um, the the only edge case I could I could see argued so far anyway is the fact that he's um, you know like he's still team reality and so yeah. he's playing to win <laughs> and if that right. means giving you some power and I'll ask you for a donut later then that's what it means. Well, I know? mean, let's face it: so. if, if you go by the Titans' words, he, him still being in the game, this he's clearly not interested in coming out with anything less than a win. So right. whatever method that has to take. Right. Even if it includes a uppity wizard that happens to be very, very apocalyptically important. Well, so be it. He had Merlin once upon a time. He's probably experienced in the matter. Well, even better, right? Like taking the fact that so he's Odin, so he's got the gift of foresight, and mm-hmm. he trained wizards. Like how far down the rabbit hole do you want to go that like the entire imparting mortals with magic to make wizards? That Merlin was a play to make, you know, uh, Ebenezer to get to Dresden because Dresden's the right guy at the right time for the thing, you know. Like that, it depends on how how you play causality and for how long, you know, and and how much Vatarum knows, you know. Because talk about somebody who can play the long game, you know. Like oh, I'm I know sure... enough to be on the Great Council and be friendly with Ebenezer and know their familial connection and all that stuff. Oh yeah, even sure. before Harry does so. Right. Anyway, he's in it. He's in it to win it. Yep. And he's going to ride on Ferrovex as his steed. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, he's got so much on Ferrovex. You're my bitch. <laughs> I got the saddle. <laughs> I'd love That's to see that be argument. Book. Right. Mm. <laughs> we all so thought what? Harry was going to fight him, but really it's just going to be. <laughs> he's going to ride in on Ferrovex. Right. So, what happened to Slepnir? He's uh, busy. He's, he's yeah. busy being eight reindeer right now. Yeah, that's eight his reindeer. that's yeah. his leisure vehicle. So that's what he rides on the weekends. <laughs> Got a play date with the uh, Cerberus. Yeah. 
that's his his nine to five. That's going to be what he calls in his favor too. By the way, he's going to be like, "Hey, go help out these gods in hashtag Team Heel Turn." Oh, that's that's a true. Yeah, I could see that entirely. Yeah, because didn't he didn't Jim confirm that Thor is going to be involved in that, or am I making that up? I don't know about that. I. The encyclopedia, come on. I'd have, yeah, I'd have to go look at the stuff. Well, if, it, if it did, it was like the one that I have to pay ten dollars to watch, and that's not happening. Oh. <laughs> Got to draw the line somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> ten dollars. Free information, like that or wrong. Ideal free information. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right, so they make it past the big everything happening in that room. Uh, one little detail that we didn't mention, but it's great still, is that the whole misdirection happened just to in, uh, interrupt Christos's grandstanding speech of nothing important. Right. Shocker. Just because. Why not? Wizards like to talk. Yeah. Especially that one. Uh, so they get everyone back out into the car. Murphy is driving because that's what she's good for right now. <laughs> And this is when uh, other things start to explode because a large truck rushes up from the other direction, pulls into basically almost crashing into the castle and starts depositing bad guys. Mm. Yeah. Yep. And anyone that was protecting the castle is now murdered and we get to see the Titan unfold herself from the U-Haul truck. Yeah. Lara confirms that the people aren't hers, so because they're all freaked out, and it's both. What is his name? I have to find it. the The guy that we saw from Bombshells, Corb. King Corb. Oh, that guy. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, the the Empress that he had referred to in Bombshells is the Titan, Ethniu, um, mm -hmm. or supposedly supposed to be pronounced Enya. I don't know what the fuck to say. <laughs> yeah, they don't know either. Terrible they just music. threw letters at yeah. pronunciation and said like. Like, go watch the, the sketch on Shabon. Yeah, how do you spell that? Is there a B? There's no B in Shabon. <laughs> like, no. well, how the fuck do you spell it? Inertia, <laughs> like inertia. Yeah. Fucking Celts, man. Right. Yeah, when you make the language specifically hard to understand, I don't know how to pronounce it. Well, it's, it's because <laughs> the English tried to make them, you know, spell it in english civilized, and like, fuck you civilized. we 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 hate you so much we're gonna fuck off your entire language so and now how, you spell shaban with x i o b h a n e you know shaban so yeah i kind of got used to the idea of mave supposed to be spelled m-a-e-b-v because yeah. why not but it, right. it they break it's, their own rules as far as I can we have know. we have silent letters it's a silent v <laughs> okay uh and listen is there so you're right um but i was thinking of Corp. Uh, harry sends murphy and everyone in the getaway car to go to the water beetle because he's gonna stay and watch all the rest of the craziness and he just wants them to be safe because they're the important ones at the moment laura almost tries to get out of the car i think but she he eventually convinces her to just stay and go and he still does have the potion uh, for him to extract if he needs it, which I think he does. Yeah. Which again, Titan. She should totally fucking be able to see him, but whatever. Well, she looks Doesn't right she? at him. Yeah, she does. Yeah, she doesn't care. Uh, yeah. He's, yeah. A, he's even more of a, <laughs> she thinks gods are specs. I mean, he's yeah. 
isn't significant. Bump on a log in a hole in the middle of the sea, spec. <laughs> I mean, yeah, whatever. I'm sure. I'm sure. Mab and her accords—they all think themselves gods, but you know, they're just high-level fairies. Yeah. Well, one of them is actually a, a god, or a retired okay. one. Well, yeah, Odin. Yeah. Okay, so uh, King Corb wearing uh, like a leash. Yeah, Don't a chain leash. Pink shame. Right. I'm yeah. not shaming. I'm just saying he's wearing it in public. He is indeed. That yeah, and uh, this very heavy chain, and he's I mean, stripes she's right. Like that Titanic bronze, like she's mm-hmm. definitely the dom in the relationship. Oh yeah. <sighs> Sorry. Oh man, that's all for show. When they get back in the U-Haul, switches. Right. Yeah. I'm sure she's a big softie underneath that Titanic bronze. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can cut through it like butter with a fucking lightsaber. <laughs> uh, Corb throws something into the middle of the whole great hall, and it is the shrunken head of Gwyn Ap Nuss, the king of the Tell with Tig. I know I'm mispronouncing that, but shut up. The third. <laughs> <laughs> right. Also one of Harry's friends. God damn it, we just fixed him, like, in that short story where yeah. the Cubs finally win, and... They good went to a baseball that. game, you monster. Okay, sorry. But yeah, I mean, as far as <laughs> yeah, as far as like referencing all of the the short stories and comics and stuff, this was another good nod. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say I was so confused as to who that was, and I had to go look it up that it was the guy from Curses. Is that the only time we see him? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I okay. think he gets referenced offhandedly a couple of times, but well, the Billy Goat Curse does in, a couple in, of times. Uh, bombshells, right. I think he gets referenced too. Yeah. Okay. And also, okay. um, in Skin Game, Harry tries to pull on his like name drop him as being a friend at some point. That's what I thought. Right. Yeah. yeah. So what is what does he have to do with the Fomar though? Like why? So, so the Fomar are they were kind of like proto she depending on the mythology that you're following. So assuming somewhat Celtic, they were basically around at the same time that the, say say the name of their, their race again, because I'm not going to try to Yeah, there you go. So those guys predate the winter and summer courts, technically. Oh. And they're they're kind of like proto-she, depending on, you know, what, what you're doing with the mythology. Those guys drove out the Fomor. And the Fomor isn't, necessarily a race it's a a conglomeration of banished creatures especially in the dresden files because theoretically that's where the ice giants went when they got beaten by the asgardians and so you know fomor becomes this hodgepodge of these defeated monsters and they've all gone under the sea well it was the the twilatig that banished them um and so that's why they hate them the most and then whatever happened like there's a gap we don't know between those guys passing i i guess passing the mantle to mab and and to tanya you know because they're in charge now even though he's technically a fairy and they're all you know it's it's like an unofficial other court you know like okay so i don't know yeah their fairy is not just winter and summer there's a lot of other fairy in it and well most of it's right. wild yeah just good um I got and their the impression, nature swing them a little to one side or the other. I yeah. can't remember if I'm making this up or not, but I got the impression that the Till with Tiger are a little bit more Welsh versus Irish or Scottish. Okay. Uh, especially with the way that the, the letters look 
app. Right. Yeah, app is a um, something that you see in um, Welsh names from old. Gotcha. Okay. okay. So yeah. is he is he just trying to piss Mab off by bringing oh, yeah. this head here? Okay. Well, not also, just. He's showing that they don't give a shit about this, and we're throwing down now. Right. Okay. Okay. Killing yeah, a courted member during right. the time you're not supposed to do that, which is what Thomas is in such hot water for. Right. Just even trying. It's yeah. it's basically similarly to like bringing the Earl King or or Estri's head. You know, like okay. he's a head of state. He should be you know decently powered, whatever that means. Um, you know, it. he's being he uh, Archduke Ferdinand, man. Right. Yeah. World I, World War Us. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> World War Chicago. I guess. Okay. Yeah. Mab stares down at the severed head for a solid three seconds, and it's very silent. And then uh, she becomes black, I think, almost immediately. Uh, instead of the silver the way that she was, it's, it's just like everything black and everything's getting frosted over in the whole room. And she demands, explain yourself in as much uh, danger as she possibly can. Um, and he's like, bitch, I don't even care about you. <laughs> you <laughs> says, uh, Corp says, it is a peace gift for an old woman past her time. That got really weird in the conversation when they kept making fun of Mab for being too old while also making fun of her uh, being too young and like pimply faced way back when because they're older than her. Right. Get, pick a theme and stick with it, man. <laughs> vanity, man. I mean, Going they after are, her vanity. Yeah, they are chaotic and probably a big reason why they're as twisted and weird as they are is because they've been dealing with outsiders, right? So. You don't need to reason it. You just need to, you know, punch them in the face until they. Oh, go. Also, I mean, she would have some frame of reference to that. I mean, she was mortal once, so or relatively, right. and so you know, she would. You could insult her with that and be like, "Hey, you know, the way because they say, you know, look at what you've become. You know, would Merlin still love you right if now. he knew what you've become? It's like this twisted, perverted thing as compared to whatever she once was." It's like yeah. making fun of AOC because she was a barista. So, like, <laughs> right, you used to. Oh yeah, sorry. You, you used to serve people drinks. <laughs> but like, yeah, bitch. Well, now I'm in charge. So. Oh, uh, the the till with Tyke are also the people who did the wards on the castle, as and Ebenezer uh, pointed that out as an insult to the Fomor. Mm, Thank okay. you, local wolf in the chat. <laughs> I'm trying nice. to check it out once in a while. Okay. But um, I. Real quick, I absolutely want a short story about Mab and Merlin. That interested me so much. That caught me by. I want surprise. more than a short story. Holy crap! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that is so. That's so crazy, and it shows how long uh, Corb has been alive. I didn't expect mm -hmm. that. Either. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure Corb is much older than she is. Well, know? yeah, this book is all about how old fucking people are. Right. Sasquatch <laughs> is over a thousand years old. Mm -hmm. Odin's been doing this since time and memoriam. Listen to Wind is a good old kid. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. All right. Even though he, he's about through. to age out, but he's a yeah. good kid. You know, like, okay, Grandpa. Corp <laughs> yeah. moves his hand, and uh, all of his enforcers uh, shoot all of the caterers and servers. And right. this is another that's shit on the accords because they were guests and now they are attacking the house. Oops. No, they're chattel at best. Check your own right. accords, woman. So. Then we'll give you 10 gold and money anyway. Off. Right. Yeah. Mab loses her shit and starts yelling mm. at him. You dare. You are a guest in this house. 
And this is what he says that they are chattel at best and throws the wear guild to Marcone. Uh, he says, you're a wear guild little man, just as much insult as he possibly can. <laughs> it says, old woman, I remember you as a bawling brat. Mm-hmm. Mixed signals there. Yeah, I remember your pimply face when you rode with the conqueror. I remember how you wept when Merlin cast you out and Mab becomes absolutely enraged. And this it's funny because they kind of turn her into the kid from uh, from day off. You would dare, and then he mm-hmm. just keeps talking. You would dare, and then he knocks her through the wall. You know, well, Enya knocks her through the wall. Yeah. It's yeah, it's just funnier to call her Enya now because you you just hear like with the power away, of the terrible sail away, <laughs> and then like kicks Mab through the wall. So, yeah. <laughs> and then it changes to sail. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> now. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Priscilla. Please. Let's get yeah. this supercut going. Please. <laughs> that oh, that would be so, so good. Uh, what? Uh, <laughs> what's the conqueror when when you're William? The conqueror, William. Yeah. So that yeah, that that'd be the first educated guess anyway, because <laughs> William the Conqueror that was the whole Battle of Hastings. Yeah, 1066. Oh, okay. and, oh yeah, they've mentioned yeah. Hastings before. Yeah. 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 So. So she was a child. She was probably, you know, like well, a teenager, which is weird because she was also, she would have had to have at least been a changeling, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. So, yeah. But, but that, so, you know, that counts what, as mortal. Isn't Merlin yeah. like six or seven hundreds supposed to have been? And Merlin bounces around. Dude, but, and like, we've had this discussion. Are... He's saving texts from the Library of Alexandria burning, If assuming it's the most famous one. That's like 32 BC. No, I'm thinking about Mab essentially and using yeah. him like for if the arthurian story That's if she not... was involved in that yeah. and the timeline well again don't ask too many questions you're dealing with a guy who bounces through time and semi-immortal to then immortal people it, there's going to be a cross-section of and there's no information that they boinked don't make it weird like you know she was an apprentice she was his molly she had the hots for him and he couldn't give a shit because he's 700 years old. So uh, you're putting her you, in I guarantee you his morals are not as strung up as Harry's. <laughs> Unless he is Harry. You mean you're oh, kind of casting her. <laughs> Thank you for Take that. <laughs> that was the perfect like Take him off. I'm done. Yep. Him <laughs> well, this has been the Dresden Files podcast. You've, no. lost, you've lost your right to talk. <laughs> <laughs> Does that mean that you're casting her as Morgana with Merlin? It's either that or what, Nimue? That's the two big. Mm. Nimue would make sense in, in uh, the hint of she didn't say it was her Athame and that infected uh, Leah. It was Morgana's Athame. So. Well, it depends on how you look at it because it's oh, the same okay. way Vatarung would disassociate from being Kringle. Yeah. So she's talking to what she used to be. It wouldn't, you know, she would still refer to herself essentially in the third person. If Morgana Le Fay became one of the queens of fairy, that would also be cool. I don't know. But Nimue, I think they have more room to do things with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Map is so completely enraged she says your maggot lips aren't worthy to speak his name and now corb is happy because there you are i knew you had to be inside all of that ice somewhere you know who you are and so do i you are no one and map looks so human it scares harry 
and then the Titan walks in, whatever her name is going to be. Just call her in, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's too hilarious not to. <laughs> well, just at any point I think of saying her name, it's like I get this hesitation of, I don't know which one I'm going to decide, and so I don't. But... Ethanol. Call her ethanol. <laughs> ethanol. And then she just kicks Mab. Well, yeah, because it's the first time she, Mab pays yeah. attention to her, and she's like, oh, boom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you don't matter. And in through three walls, you go. Past the throne, oh, past this wall, past the wall behind that. Right. Yeah. yeah. She was obviously mm -hmm. using Harry's potion to be uh, unobtrusive until Mab picked up on it and was like, oh, <laughs> you're a thing. Well, you know how that misdirection is with all those insults, so. But, mm -hmm. I mean, so he, she kicks her through several castle walls and then out the castle, the warded castle, <laughs> you know, that probably hurt. So it, unless oh. we're going to play like, well, the wards were facing out, not in. So, you know, but. I don't oh, remember yeah. it being said that she got kicked out of the castle, just through the wall behind the wall that she was kicked through. I thought yeah. when Molly came back, she like came back from outside because like Molly leaves to go find her. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, well, well, he asked what the room is. And then she's like, what's the room behind that? Because mm -hmm. just Looney Tunes kept going. Yeah. Right. Looney Tunes. He does like to reference Looney Tunes quite frequently. It's good. And Enya puts down the hood and we get to take a look at her and one eye is a crystalline emerald green and the other one is a mutilated thing taking up way too much of her face and like standing out and gross. Yeah, man. It's She's mangled. Got the yeah. But it has the lid closed always because Clearly, we don't want her to open otherwise, it. Otherwise, you just blow everything up that you look at. Yeah. Cyclops style. Yeah. yeah. Uh, some part of Harry noted that Vaterung and Ferrovax had both come to their feet, fits clenched, and they were not looking at each other any longer. They were both staring at Enya because she freaks them out. Just right. a bit. And uh, she looks at Molly as a pure contempt, just like with every other... Uh, person of the Gathered Accorded Nations, and she starts talking, and her voice is sex and chocolate and hot soup and bath on a cold rainy night and everything that you could possibly want that's positive. Yeah, and she calls everyone children. The world has gone to the children. She does mention uh, Vaterung specifically as one eye. Are you that involved in the game still? Are you still arrogant? Look how far you've fallen, consorting with insects as if you're barely more than mortal yourself. A, basically a reference to the fact that he gave up some amount of his power so he could remain active. Mm -hmm. And then Marcone steps in front of her and says, good evening, mm -hmm. madam. I am Baron John Marcone. This is my home. And how would you like to be addressed? Because yeah, right. that man has balls of steel. Holy shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Manting balls. Like, the, just demigods <laughs> are frozen still and he can move to talk to her. Right. What's she gonna as do? As far as he is concerned, this is just another turf war on a bigger, right? Uh, yeah. Honestly, I mean, I have to imagine that in the planning of this, like I don't know, man. It just seems so weird to me that Mab appears to be taken by surprise, but you know, like Marcone has to have been paying attention. Like they tried to assassinate him in even hand. Mm -hmm. He had to, you know, I imagine he had some knowledge of what went down in bombshells. So he's just, he knows that they're going to be doing this and he's been actively fighting them. And yet somehow Mab 
gets all like enraged and like is surprised i like, I it feels like a surprised. show yeah it feels like a show it is the only thing like if i'm going to continue to have respect for the fucking queen of air and darkness for the chick who knows secrets then it has to have been a show for everybody else like in my mind well it's so. also they're they're doing things that are because all that stuff is still within the realm of okay we're at war it's really no different than the red court but the same way the Red Court eventually stepped over the line and got everybody kind of angry with them, like, you know, calling up outsiders and going against what even the uh, accord violations and stuff like that is when even the fairies and going into their territory and they're like, all right, we're going to add up now. Same difference here is because they're just, as far as Matt is concerned, she's never, I imagine, had any challenge to her. I mean, she's got people on her level that don't want to mess with her. So you've got these people now just brazenly walking in and shitting all over her edicts for the first time, most probably, right? in this capacity. So it's like, yeah, she's peeved. Yeah. Now, peeved I enough that she didn't notice the giant titan standing right there is a little whatever, but okay, she got emotional. It happens. Yeah, right. I don't think Mab is taken by surprise at the fact that there is treachery. Everyone was expecting treachery. But I think uh, they pushed all of her buttons to the point that she might have lost a little bit of perspective. Everything that she cares about as Queen of Winter and the Accords, they shit on everything. They called out and all of her human mortal pains. So like they didn't do that to Marcone. And, even and, they, tried. and then they punch her with a bigger bat than she is. Uh, yeah. Right. Um, yeah. I, I don't think they're taken by surprise, but she is paying attention to what it is that she cares about, which is her rules, the guest rights, and uh, Merlin's insults. Mm -hmm. But Enya uh, just kind of dismisses Marcone entirely and laughs at everyone else of like, this is the person that you're going as a host. Where's your pride? Why are you letting this maggot talk about to you? Um, and still no one is moving. She points to Ferrovax and demands that he introduces her, which seems kind of clever if she doesn't want to say her name by her own lips to people who might be able to take it. So Faravax is saying it. This is Ethne Enya, daughter of Baylor, the last Titan. Plus, she basically forces him to do it with her power. Yeah. And he, That's a show of strength as well. Yes. To force a dragon that uh, backhanded Harry in Grave Peril by not even saying his name correctly. Oh yeah. Um, and he's also not at full tilt because he, if he was, that might have been a little more difficult. But yeah, he is gasping and staggered, and he has to put his hand on the back of a chair to remain balanced, breathing heavily. That hurt a lot. Mm -hmm. The Titan continues. The world has failed. You thought yourselves wise to band together to live quietly in civility with mortals that used to tremble at the sound of our footsteps and generally shitting on humans and civility, civilization entirely. That she is mad after watching all of the holy places fall, uh, forest after forest, sea after sea, they dare walk when they shouldn't have, and they grow more numerous. And so she's going to end it all tonight, which is the witching hour, which is 2 a.m. So technically the next morning, if we care about calendar days. We don't. But did she you remember guys, oh, I was just going to ask, did you guys know about the, the mythology of this character before reading this book? Is it Not like really. a pretty well-known 
I mean, it. if you read the Baylor stuff, her name comes up, but you'd have to like actually look into it because her, it's her son that ends up killing Baylor. Oh, okay. Because she gets like seduced slash, I don't know. I don't know. It depends on the mythology. I think it was consensual, but whatever it ends up being like a mortal or a knight or whatever he was or, or another half fairy basically assails the tower where she's kept and has an affair with her and she gives birth to the one who ends up killing him, you know, kind of like Zeus and Kronos type deal. Okay. Yeah. I, I felt like this character was kind of a deep cut, but then again, I'm not super into Greek mythology. So yeah, I don't, I don't, in the mythology itself, I don't think she's like, she's central insofar as she has the chosen one that kills him, but I don't think she plays the central role really, but this is just cursory stuff ever since this appeared that i've even looked into it baylor baylor is known baylor was more obvious and 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 memorable and has come up before but i don't she hasn't really because you say titan me most of us were going straight to the greek ones she's not really you know baylor is not exactly a titan in the traditional sense okay but it's like it's kind of now just, a co-opted thing where it's like well it's the equivalent of and this is what we're rolling with for twisted mythology right right okay. they didn't call them titans in in the celtic and irish mythologies and stuff like that but they you could easily see how they equate like one of um, mother winter's potential names you know ties back to basically this giant like hundreds of foot tall you know creature that created the british isles or the mountain ranges or something like that by like just tossing rocks out of a bag like that's one of the i forget the name um but it might be something like mave again or something like that there's some name that's kind of reused but basically there's this just giant trollish creature that like that's how part of britain came to be is because she just started like throwing rocks out so Hmm. they they don't have a name for what that creature is other than it is what it is it's that godling or whatever but you know you could easily see how that's like yeah i could see that being a titan you know as a class of creature instead of a titan as the greek or roman sense you know so okay but okay uh Titan is offering to all of the divine there at the witching hour. We who thought you, you thought fallen is going to stomp on everything around. And Vadrung finally speaks up and says, do not do this. And she goes back to, I remember that you are once great for the sake of the being. I remember, I offer you this one chance. Do not interfere, stand aside and there need be no conflict. And she points to the uh, Looney Tunes hole that Mab went through and says, that creature cannot protect you, as evidenced by the fact that she Looney Tunes went through the walls. <laughs> she cannot enforce her justice. So you must choose, abandon the mortal world or burn with it. And then she opens the eye of Baylor and screams and everything hurts. Uh, uh, yeah, hurts everyone. It goes through the ceiling, basically destroys a certain portion of the castle and uh, a little bit of Chicago with it mostly because EMPs on modern society uh, would be really bad. Right. Yeah. As Justin figured out last night. <laughs> when he accidentally blew up an EMP in his house. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Look, it happens to everybody eventually. Everyone in Florida, yeah. <laughs>
Yeah, and then and hmm? that's it. Yeah, King Corbin, Titan disappear, and Harry finds himself staring at Vaterung as he falls into his chair, expression stunned. And then chapter thirty is everyone that can move out now that they can, uh, trying to recuperate, and they still don't see Harry. But Ethne did see Harry, and she was looking around at everyone. She just doesn't care. But no one else can see him because the potion is still active. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Marcone starts with, uh, it would seem we have the FOMOR's answer with regards to the peace process. <laughs> <laughs> yep. No, he's not wrong. Uh, Marcone asked Molly to go check after Mab. And this is like, what's on the other side of the wall? Storage. What's on the other side of that? She doesn't get an answer and goes into the hole. Uh, the Carter LaChase gathers up his ghouls and tries to leave. And Marcone is, where are you going? Right. Uh, you saw what she did, that monster. And uh, Marcone says, I also saw your signature at the bottom of the Unseelie Accords. And, and a mutual defense of this case of an aggressor nation is stipulated therein. Mab was the Accords. Mab got smushed. I'm leaving. Are uh, you a coward, sir? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Awesome. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, just a question. <laughs> yeah. The ghoul world, light and fast, where all this bulk and a lowbrow bubbled across the room. He doesn't even say of excuse me or anything. And then Marco, <laughs> gotcha. it's just, it's a question, not a statement. Right. Uh, I asked the question, Marcone said, because your next actions will show everyone here what you are, LaChase. And more. Uh, growling, unhappy, aggressive noises, and Marcone says, you are a guest, sir, in my house, because that still matters to everyone else, if not the FOMOR. Right. But Etri speaks up and that Marcone is correct. You are signatory to the accord, as are we all. We are obligated to come to MAP's defense. And Chase goes like, do you think you can challenge a Titan? And everyone is, is like, you people are already bleeding from a tussle with a mere white court assassin. What can you do? Um, no one could do anything alone, but uh, they don't take their commitments lightly. We'll stand in defense of the city. And Lachase is still saying this is hopeless. Do you think Corb means to fight fairly? And Marcone says, obviously not, which tends to make me think that he is not invincible. Otherwise, they wouldn't have done all of that theater to unnerve anyone. And Lachase points out, do you see what she was wearing? And Etri explains that it's titanic bronze. An alloy beyond the skill of even my people, only the hundred-handed ones knew its secret. I think they were Greek, right? It was a Greek creature. Uh, Heta, Chrome, I can't pronounce their name, but they, uh, <laughs> yeah. they were basically like giants with a bunch of hands. Right. hundred hands. Creepy looking. Yeah. Mere physical insiders. force. <laughs> I would imagine so. Yeah. Mere physical there was force another... will never stop her. There was another thing they did. They made like some sort of gate or seal out of bronze. It's something in their mythology. Yeah, I forget exactly. I remember I wrote, looking it up. I wrote it down. Yeah. When does that line up with when the Greeks were parts of the like defenders of the outer gates and they made the gate? Well, I don't know if it was uh, during that time specifically. Bah, 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 bah. No, this was for. Tartarus, what did the, 
As to the fate of the Hundred Handers, the Theogony first tells us that they return to Tartarus to live nearby the Bronze Gates, quote unquote, of the Titan's prison, mm. where presumably they took up the job of the Titan's warders. So there you go. The Titans that we were originally thinking about. Right, yeah, the <laughs> things that are actually called Titans. Yeah. Okay. So you I may have to call up Hades and see if he's got some lying around. Yeah, we've got some wards that we can disturb and they can protect everything. You have a, yeah. a bronze bazooka or something? <laughs> Hello, yeah. Hades. I have a couple of questions. First of all, how dare you? And second of all, <laughs> what the fuck, man? <laughs> like, <laughs> how did she get out? <laughs> no, it's going to turn out that it was like actually Harry's fault when they were down there somehow. Oh, right. Yeah. You pushed the wrong lever. <laughs> Why do we even have that lever? That was it when all the ghosts and the, and the killers, whatever, were coming after them. It's like, ah, yes, send the Titan after the intruders. Right. I'm sure it'll be fine. Okay. Hmm. okay. The chase says things uh, like, uh, what does this city, this mortal, mean any to, anything to you guys? Uh, it would be better to let the Fulmar expand their strength on the mortals. And Pharovax gets mad and says, you're an idiot. You know the mortals as well as I do. Once you awaken them, frighten them, you anger them. They will lash out at any supernatural that they can find. And may I remind you, LaChase, that you do not enjoy the safety of dwelling beneath an ocean they have barely explored. Which is the same thing that Harry's already afraid of. Uh, like, if the mortal world wakes up, they are going to attack anything, and it's going to be uh, World War Us. Yeah. Right. Batarang says, the verm, worm, verm, I'm just giving him an accent, is right. We have to stop at you here and now. Blind and foolish as they are, there are many and many of the courage of ignorance for the mortals. Yeah. If Ethnia can do that to Mab, what can they, uh, any of us do against her, Morla Chase being a coward? And he's, and, not, he's not wrong. No. Right, right. Yeah, he just doesn't just... believe in the power of friendship like the anime character. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is magic. And then Marcone starts turning it to what he does best in organizing as much as he can for the defense. He goes to Vaterung and says, I wish to hire the entirety of the available <laughs> Einher Yarn for a night. Vaterung <laughs> says he can have 500 here in the next few hours. Then he turns to Etri, what can you do? My people are artisans, not warriors. We will fight, but our assistance in establishing defenses and providing appropriate equipment will be a greater boon. Our armories are open to you. And they already mentioned that they had some really weird, crazy things in their armory in the beginning of the book. Yeah. Uh, what can Pharovax do? My contribution to defenses will be subtle, must be subtle. To do otherwise would be to risk destroying more of the city than I save. With Etri's counsel and consent, I will close the underworld to them, prevent them from moving through or beneath the earth. So the Spartels won't be able to stonewalk, but neither will the Fomor. Right. Can the Fomor do that? Well, again, yes, so. they're a conglomeration of monsters, right? So, like, think about if you read the the first three chapters, you know, the Kraken is a Fomor. So, you know, presumably they've got some burrowing, nasty giant creatures, you know, giants and creatures that you know, yeah. would be problematic. Bring down a couple of the skyscrapers in Chicago, why don't you? You know, mm -hmm. seems like that would be bad. So. Yeah. And how does... I wonder how Ferrovax has access to like shut the earth down you know what i mean like shut that's those him. well it's his it's in his name he's, 
yeah, Arrow. it's his domain. So really, iron. Yeah, Earth iron. Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. So like, Seriothrax was fire, wind. wasn't he? Air. Wind. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So like, it, it was is fire. Uh, right. Right. I I don't know why I always screwed that up, but in any case, yeah. Well, so he hasn't been named like in it the book. Had, he was awarded Jim. Right. It had been implied that there were, you know, four greater dragons at a minimum and that they seemed to be elemental based and Faravax was earth. So yeah, that's, but that is word of Jim. It's not like Dresden's like, hoo hoo, let me break down the names for you. So, right. So where's the water dragon? Dead. Well, since Faravax is the last one. Yeah. No, Pyravax is still around. Is he? Mm -hmm. Because I thought well, there's two dragons on the accords, and the only other named one right. is okay. from the word of Jim. So that's fair. Yeah. Mm. And if Seriothrax was the one that Michael, Michael killed, killed, yeah. Then... Mm. And also, apparently, Tunguska somehow. So I don't know. Well, that was probably the water dragon. There you go. There you go. But mm. I don't know because that's, that's one of those mistakes, right? Because they say the last time that a dragon was killed was Tunguska, but. On the right, mortal we realm. know Seriothrax. Well, okay. that's a that, yeah. That's a good thing because that actually, I think, bolsters the idea that the swords can't just fucking kill whoever they want. That if Seriothrax was kind of like in a dimension and never, never, and was more vulnerable, or mm-hmm. was doing some sort of ritual that made him malleable because he was eating virgins, I just don't like the idea that the swords can just go around stabby stabbing anyone like they're their own Halloween at any given moment. <laughs> sure. Right. Even though we're going to see that happen with the fucking lightsaber. (laughs) Well, it is Halloween. Oh, it isn't. It's May. (laughs) It's Mayoween. (laughs) It's that little known other holiday that Bob was totally aware of that we're only going to find out about now. Mm. That's very convenient. Yeah. All right. Uh, Along with Faravax shutting down the Earth. Uh, Vaterung is going to close all of the ways to them within the city, given who they are, that will leave them only one viable approach uh, to the city, and that means from the water. They're going to come out from the lake and from there. Okay. Then they'll be, uh, Marcon is saying, they'll be able to deploy the forces against the attack from that one side, and at least we know where they're coming from. Right. Uh, For those keeping score at home, that's just like most of Chicago still, though. So Yeah. Like, yeah the city is built alongside the lake, so that's still a lot of land. Right. And uh, there there was a cough that was trying to be polite, and it was river shoulders, and it sounds more like a small cannon going off. Uh, and he straightens his tie and his spectacles, and he says, my people are not signatories of the Accords yet, but if I understand things correctly, what is happening here is potential to bring harm to them. I will stand with you. And listens to Wind is super happy. It's good to work again with you. Uh, what they're going to do, they don't really say, just going to help out. Magic. Yeah. Magic, clearly. <laughs> Nothing in my hands. Sword in the stone, man. Let's uh, let's get busy being dragons, alligators, birds, whatever. So. <laughs> I'm going to assume because listens to wind, if they're going to join forces, they're probably going to try to be healers, which is super important for as well, much yeah, damage as going to happen. Everyone needs medics. Sick. Yeah, I'll... Yeah. Yeah, all those undead, you know, Viking warriors—they're going to need their cleric. Well, Sar- uh, Sarissa probably too, because Summer does that at the gates. So I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if she does some of that healing stuff while she's not doing communications. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll see. 
of course, since it's going to be like, you know, a first person shooter and they're going to be running from block to block doing this, it's going to be a little awkward. Be like calling up the medic. <laughs> right. Well, how much do you guys want to bet that all of this is going to end up taking place on the island again? Zero dollars. <laughs> no? What? He's not going to get that lucky. Yeah. All right. They... He's got a dragger kicking and screaming to the shore of Chicago just to even have a shot at this. Yeah. Right. Well, because isn't and that what we what... saw from the trailer was clearly Chicago in flames, so at least a decent amount's going to happen oh, there. Yeah. True. Yeah. The the problem is because it's Harry's perspective, it's going to be more like you know some epic RPG or or some you know like disaster movie where you're going to be like, well, and there goes the the winter and summer lady over there, and then there was a giant ice explosion ball, and then there goes the dragon, you it's know, and then Harry's like, ah, what am I doing? Even as a high level wizard, like, ah, well, know, they're all he's going to tell them all so. that he needs to get her to the shore of the lake, right. right. and they're all going to combine into a giant colorful kamehameha and blast her down the street <laughs> no across the lake I was, like I was to get her so to the not island. all the way across the lake. <laughs> because i don't care what how, how powerful that blast is the water beetle's not catching up to that right well and then he's got to have his his moment in in the alleys where it's like i know we're all scared but if we hold hands and light some torches <laughs> we can make it and it's like there are fucking monsters eating people in the streets bro <laughs> like a torch ain't gonna solve it <laughs> it might i mean maybe if they're ice giants but still like or after she gets you know stabbed in the back by that little putz if he stabs her with the uh spear he's gonna get her right in the more heel. damage yeah, he's gonna get her in the heel, and then everyone's like, "Ha ha!" And then, heel. Yeah, and then he pops out of nowhere and says, "I am no man," and then stabs her in the face, and then, oh, sorry, oh, God, <laughs> he's your favorite Hobbit, so. <laughs> yep, you're welcome. <laughs> Ebenezer eventually fights. asks, uh, "What?" of the white court because where is Lara Wraith? Uh, Riley is the only one still left in the white court sitting area and says that <laughs> she has matters weird. of state to attend to. Right. Uh, I'll need her authorization before engaging, but I've already sent a runner with orders to bring her local forces to combat readiness. Okay, so you've got a battalion of experienced Marines, I guess, that are gonna have a whole bunch of guns, big guns. She clearly has a lot of big guns. Okay. Uh, if that hex ethnew through anything like I've seen from the others, Mark Cohen says, what others is he talking about? Just like what Harry does shit? I don't know. Um, it, he assumes that they're going to have difficulty reaching anyone with the normal telephones or whatnot. Cars probably going to be uh, broken, but because all modern cars run on computers. Great. Uh, the summer lady decides to cough as well and she looks scary um, like amount like molly and offers to handle communications because of the little folk they can run around and be tiny fairies for a command center she suggests the roof of the castle molly's been handling transport for winter troops for some time now she can bring them in as long as i know where they will be needed but wouldn't she still need ways and batarang's going to shut them down I, she's well, got the I have to imagine yeah <laughs> like she's <laughs> she's got the code right yeah okay also Mab. she could theoretically whistle up her own 
and she's got enough juice to probably make her own way through. Oh, like Leah Batarung at Chichen Itza. Mm -hmm. That could work. Um, Map comes out of the hole and she is literally <laughs> broken. She's what did I miss? <laughs> <laughs> Half her body had been crushed and mangled as if some kind of industrial accident because he loves that phrase in this book. Um, yeah. it, her movements are too jerky, too quick. And once more in the purple and white, though coated with stone dust, uh, she's got cuts all over the places as if it had been made from rigid material that showed some hail damage. See, her broken shoulder snapped unnaturally in its socket and then resolved in its normal pale perfection. That must hurt like a son of a bitch. I'm sure. Uh, Marcone asked what forces she can uh, commit for the city's defense. It's just like, like uh, yes. You're looking at Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's it's no. going down at a bigger spot. Right. He has been informed by presumably Leah, because she says my second, that as of one hour past, all the forces of winter are urgently require elsewhere. The gates are under intense attack. And everyone who's in the know, which is probably at least half the people, are freaked the fuck out at that. The Even last they Titan, probably should have expected that. Right. Probably. Last Titan is in league with the Outsiders. <gasps> Shocked Pikachu! <laughs> Just like the Red Court was and all of the bad guys in these book series. That's right. This is where Titania is going to show up like Ride of the Rohirrim to save their <laughs> bacon at the last third of the book. <laughs> yeah. On the third day, look to the west where, where Titania comes at in. At dawn. Sun. Yeah, yeah exactly. at dawn. Yeah. yeah. Well, and the, and the good thing is fucking come riding in on a horse. And you just know that the Ents are summer court. Actually, she's going to come riding in on a, uh, a centaur. There you go. Because that's not a masculine. Not a anymore. unicorn? Right. I was like, that's totally disrespectful. No, but... no, unicorn. It should be a unicorn. <laughs> the unicorn's dead, isn't it? There you are others. have more than one? Yeah. This isn't the last yeah. unicorn. <laughs> yeah. No, this will be eldest unicorn. The proto There you unicorn. go. Yes. There we go. Because it'll be like pure white and uh, with like and a ring. And shadow facts. Right, right. King of the Horses, yeah, yeah, we've all seen the movies. No. Exactly. Since we haven't the all read the books, so it'll be elves jumping from rooftops again. It's going to be great. Ents and just yes. I want ants, man. I want ants to it, it, and the leshies. The leshies are apparently part of the Winter Court, though. Sad. Which is okay. Yeah, but you know we can just They're have evil trees. Ents. I love the ants in that movie. They were fantastic. Yeah. Um, yes. Okay, so they've got a little bit of winter mostly mab and molly maybe a couple of others of their fellows and oh, they got very the little. that should be helpful they have the uh musicians i guess <laughs> yeah they're gonna be real eager after all they might actually even unfreeze that guy and be like hey yeah you want to be unbanished <laughs> go kill them and not us come do a thing all right mab asks uh fix to send a message to Titania that she should be informed and Fix is bitchy and says, well, why don't you do it, your majesty? It just says, she is unwilling to take my calls. She was <sighs> do what she will, but she should be informed it is her right. And Sarissa just says, yes, like, yes. Yeah, do it. listen to her. <laughs> I mean, I understand Fix probably doesn't like winter all that much, but why so bitchy? He can't help himself. He's been that way the entire time. I mean, he's he still likes Harry. He apparently has a romance with Sarissa. So why be mad at her mother? Well, because her mom is bad. 
and he fights on the good guys. Yeah. And even though Harry is sitting like in the room, probably right next to him, Ebenezer asked Queen Map, where is the winter night? And he was last seen consorting Uh-oh. with Lara. <laughs> yeah. Uh, rest assured he will participate in the defense of the city as soon as he concluded his business. She did glance in his direction and her eyes suddenly became bright green and very cold. Uh, Ebenezer says, with respect, I'll need to coordinate him with him the sooner the better. And she says, I will send him to you. And this is her only option that she can help with Harry of get your shit done and then get to defending the city. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise she would have to probably ruin something else she knew was in the charge. Marcone uh, wants to gather everyone that has an executive decision-making capability and coordinate. And Harry decides to run out of the room and go help Thomas and Laura because as Mab commanded, he will tie his shit up by freezing it in crystal. Yeah, all together, put it in a backpack, put it in a crystal on Demon Reach, just get your shit together. Because uh, he doesn't have a car, uh, he doesn't really need one, so he just runs with the speed of the winter night to the dock, which probably still a decent distance away. Um, yeah, and he sees that Chicago is fucked up because with no technology, uh, the city is very dark. No one knows how to get anywhere. Everyone's freaking out. They can't call for help, um, but he still has the potion, so no one tries to accost him yet. And now Harry <laughs> is processing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Harry's processing all of the bad that is going to happen and how freaked out he is. Like she kicked Mab through walls. Mab. <laughs> walls. Plural. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. That'll be fine. Yeah. Eight million people are going to react with panic and terror and violence, and Maggie is right in the middle of it. Uh, but the water beetle is old enough that it's just fine. It didn't need to deal with an EMP or anything. It's it runs on ancient plot, plot yeah, technology, right. yeah. <laughs> diesel and magic. Not that kind of magic. So yeah, okay. it runs on necessity to bring the story along. Right. Yes. Uh, How so else that's... are they going to get Enya to the island? So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Murphy asks what the hell's going on, but she's like, they're kind of okay. And then from behind Harry came a deep, warbling, throbbing hum like nothing I'd heard before. Harry takes the dark opal. Flying rock before. (laughs) Right. He slips the dark opal ring that Molly had made for him off the hand and palmed it and then turned. And Ebenezer McCoy, the black staff with all of the thing on a stone the size of a Buick is floating out to the dock because that's his way of traveling very fast. It's so sick. Yeah. <laughs> Look, when you're a level 20 plus arc mage, you'll travel in style too. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he is super pissed. Mm-hmm. He starts saying, you fool, you damned fool. Uh, he Harry kneels down to tie his shoe. Yeah, totally not important. Yeah, right. It's like you choose that moment of all moments to tie your shoe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then asks Ebenezer, "What are your intentions? Uh, to salvage something out of this mess? The jaws of the trap are closing in. I'm going to open your eyes." And he deduces that Thomas is in the boat. <laughs> he says, "You haven't seen him there. You have no idea." 
<laughs> right. Like yeah. Yeah. probable cause. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like you didn't see me steal a cookie from the cookie jar. You can't be mad at me. Okay, bro. <laughs> and he just says, I'm not one of your new faith friends. I'm not a lawyer. Right. But, I'm the goddamn Blackstaff. Yeah. Laura <laughs> walks out and says that he, Harry was working for her, which is true. She worked with Mab on some visa issues that her people were having. So she owed a favor. Harry is the favor, Thomas and everything. Uh, Ebenezer says, vampire, the accords are the only reason I haven't relieved you of your arms and legs and kicked you into the lake. Your brother stands accused of murder and he's going to answer for that. Yeah. And Harry gets scared because he's heard that voice before. He'd been that voice before to the mm -hmm. ghouls at Camp Kaboom. Mm. Yeah. And oh, symbolism. If Mab had been standing right there advising me, she would have said something like, it's his weakness, use it against him when thinking about the white court and how angry he is at them. And she wouldn't have been wrong. So she, Harry tells uh, everyone on the boat to go, go get to safety as much as you can, just like with the, the castle, leave. And Ebenezer says, if you do that, I'll sink the boat right now. And then they start throwing down. Yay. If I let you do this, Ebenezer says, his voice desperate, you're out of the council. You're an outlaw. The Spartals don't care about who hired who. They'll know you prevented it from having justice. They'll kill you for it. Uh, don't you see, boy, you'll be vulnerable, compromised. Map in this creature, they're isolating you. That's what abusers do. I guess he's not really wrong, but he is a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's a, it's, I mean, considering these people, it's perfectly reasonable Mm -hmm. desire outcome secondary uh goal wasn't well, the I, goal but it'll work just fine yeah, yeah. i think I it's mean, like I don't with, think with later on when, council. when uh no i don't think anybody specifically wants them out of the council but it's like with lara in a few pages where she's like ah you did this thing this machiavellian thing and it's like well i want to but yeah i guess so <laughs> I like that that Ebenezer had that perspective and explains it because he's not just being an asshole as an antagonist. He is showing that he really is caring, even if he's wrong and um, explosive about it. Yes, you can tell how much he cares because he fucking murders him. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. This is how I love you. Um, Personal space. Don't touch it. Yeah. No don't. touchy. Don't jostle the wizard's elbow when he's wizarding. Exactly. Uh, Harry says, I think that I'm just about done making my choices based on your mistakes. Which is an important thing to consider when growing up in general, that saying that to your parent figure. Right. Um, you don't know me, 